0: self broadcast from Monday, February 8th, 2021, I am the Burb. self protectorate is the alternative to government, so if you've been looking for the alternative to government, you've found the right place. A self protectorate is a true republic where the rule of law is held inviolate above all and equally applies to all. Of course, if you want to learn more about self protectorate you can always visit betheburb.com for more info on this revolutionary new idea for our time. Oops, I said revolutionary. I better watch out or the censors might catch me. Self-protectorate is not only the alternative to government, it is the next step in the evolution of the nation state. I want to thank you for tuning in. You are the reason why I do this. I genuinely appreciate your support and I promise to continue spreading the message about self-protectorate. Again, my name is Burb and I want to take a moment to clarify this name. Not only is it a nickname that I've had since my high school days, it's also a name that is emblematic of Middle America. Most Americans live in the suburbs or Burbs, for short. One of my focuses in spreading the message of self-protectorate is to represent middle-of-the-road or middle-class Americans. Middle-class America is the hard-working, nose-to-the-grindstone, paid for a 40-hour work week while actually working 50 to 60 hours kind of people that the United States was built on and is sustained on even today. The middle class are those God-fearing Americans who do their best to get themselves and their kids to church. Middle class America is the mothers and fathers that struggle every day to put food on the table for their family. Middle class America are all those men and women in college working hard to get good degrees for a solid career that will provide a pathway to create and sustain a strong family. Middle-class America are the small business owners who devote countless hours of their time to not only provide for their family, but to provide jobs to those in need and to give back to their local neighborhoods, schools, and communities. These are my people. All of us who are fair-minded and hard-working, honest and true individuals who are the backbone of America. If you can relate to this, then my message of self-protectment will resonate with you. Self-protectment is the alternative to government, and it is needed now more than ever. There are several topics from this past week that I want to touch on. Uh, This past week has shown me that with the current state of affairs of the U.S. government and big tech, uh, the First and Second Amendments are about to go Bye-bye as they are both now under direct assault from the Biden regime. Uh, First, I want to get into the assault on free speech by big tech. Unless you've been hiding under a rock for the past uh, two years, or you've never used Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, uh, then you'll know about the ongoing problem of censorship from these and other big tech platforms in the US. These tech companies are protected in their censorship efforts by the Communications Decency Act, 47 USC section 230. Section 230 should bring us into a larger debate about what exactly constitutionally protected speech is supposed to be. The Constitution declares that we the people have the freedom of speech and it shall not be infringed upon by government. But section 230 doesn't involve the government restricting or infringing the speech of the people, but rather it provides protections for private companies and private persons Who, in good faith, quote, "...restrict access to or availability of material that the provider or user considers to be obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable, whether or not such material is constitutionally protected." Now, this seems like a reasonable thing. And actually, it is. Because this language in this section doesn't just protect the big tech companies, it also protects the smaller companies and users, like you and me, on the internet if we ever boot someone out of a chat room. The problem with Section 230 is with what is to be considered speech. Clearly, the intent behind the section is to thwart pornography, especially child pornography. After all, it goes on to state, Nothing in this section shall be construed to impair the enforcement of section 223 or 231 of this title, chapter 71 relating to obscenity, or 110 relating to sexual exploitation of children of title 18 or any other federal criminal statute. Uh, And we all know how good those laws are at uh, stopping the creation and dissemination of pornography and child pornography, right? But Barring the obvious pornography overtones, what is or isn't considered obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable is relegated to the comprehension of all ordinary people and based on an objective standard, the standard that the common person is supposed to be reasonable and prudent. So what would a reasonable and prudent person find to be obscene? or lewd, or filthy, or objectionable. Clearly there needs to be a more defined standard, otherwise practically anybody can say anything is objectionable. And this is where we find ourselves in relation to the big tech companies, as they can pretty much label any speech they disagree with as objectionable. Oh, uh, except for the pornography. Uh, Yeah, they seem to be a-okay with that. The reality... Is that while big tech companies are abusing the protections and assurances provided them by Section 230, Section 230 also equally applies to small companies, small businesses, and private persons? The argument really comes down to the rights of business owners to refuse service. While Twitter, Facebook, and Alphabet, or Apple, do control a lion's share of the internet marketplace. They are not in and of themselves public utilities. The utility is the internet itself, meaning all the physical lines and equipment for communication. Everyone can have access to the internet, superhighway, but not everyone must have access to all the businesses and services on the internet. All of us have the freedom to travel, but we do not all have the right or the privilege of stepping foot onto someone's private property. While I don't agree with the obvious censorship That the big tech companies have engaged in, I do have to agree that they have the right to run their business as they see fit, just as every small business owner and mom and pop has the right to run their business as they see fit. This isn't the first time that I've addressed this issue, and as I've said before, uh, the best way to fight this fire is with our own fire. For the better part of the past 20 years, conservatives and patriots alike have let the left-leaning tech companies dominate the internet because they were, for the most part, playing nice. But they're not playing nice anymore. The good news is that finally conservatives and patriots have felt the swift kick to their butts to get in gear against big tech, and there are a lot of alternatives that have come online and will be coming online. Big tech can be taken down, but it can and will only happen with the development of real competition. They were scared of parlor, and that means that they are scared of large movements away from their platforms. All we have to do to put big tech companies in their place is to deny them our dollars and deny them ad revenue by taking our business somewhere else. Amazing, isn't it? The big tech companies really are engaging in tremendous self-sabotaging by massively censoring legitimate and non-violent speech. These companies are shooting themselves in the foot. Don't they realize what they are doing to themselves? Twitter, Facebook and YouTube are tech platforms built on sharing speech. That's their entire business model in a nutshell, yet they are actively engaging in disenfranchising their customers. All I can say is that they will invariably get what they deserve as their businesses are relegated to the waste bin of history thanks to the spirit of real competition that they have stirred up. And while the big tech companies are blatantly censoring your speech on the platforms, the real direct assault from the US government against the First Amendment is quickly coming down the pipeline. That assault is the new and upcoming realities are from the bumbling Biden administration. Ah, uh, yes, the Ministry of Truth. They will tell us what to think and how to act. Not only that, but they will provide cover for all the dirty acts of Congress and the President. Yes, you know what happens when you have a person sitting in the office of the President who can barely form a sentence. They need someone to tell them what to say, what to think, and what to do every moment of every day. It's almost as if that person was a puppet. Salute the Marine! Ladies and gentlemen, This is what you get with government. Those who have power not only want to do everything in their ability to maintain that power, but will also do everything they can to increase their power. Government is an avenue for absolute power for corrupt and compromised people. Not just morally compromised, but those that have done dirty deeds that others recorded and are blackmailing them with. Eventually, government rises to a level of totalitarianism because of the failings of human nature. Just look at China and how it routinely suppresses free speech. Look at North Korea. Both of these countries suppress free speech and throw their own people in prison for just reading the Bible. And now, look at the UK and the US. And you can see how Western governments are quickly starting to act like brutal communist regimes when it comes to free speech and freedom of religion. The First Amendment is under direct assault, and as a result, so is the rest of the Constitution and all the constitutional principles that middle-class Americans hold dear. And not only is the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion under assault in the United States, but now the right to defend yourself is under direct assault by government. I'm talking about House Resolution 127, H.R. 127, a new bill in Congress that can literally end your Second Amendment rights, your right to use our own firearms, for any reason. Gee, isn't it great that we have a system where the laws can change? This bill, if it becomes law, will cause the creation of a national firearms registration system that will be accessible by anyone. That includes not only federal, state, and local governments, but the general public. Literally everyone and anyone will be able to have access to this database. And the system will be designed to track the make, model, and serial number of all firearms, the names of their owners, the dates they were purchased, and even the location where the firearms are being stored so that every criminal and every political opponent and despot will know exactly who, when, and where to target. The new law would also require that every person must be licensed by the U.S. government to own or possess a firearm. And one of the requirements will be to pass a psychological evaluation. Licenses will be denied to all who are or who have been hospitalized for mental episodes such as depression. And considering the amount of people that go through some sort of depression in their lives, this would pretty much make it virtually impossible for anyone to legally own or possess a firearm. Remember, this is coming from the same group of people that have threatened time and again to remove Donald Trump from office during his presidency using the 25th Amendment and have called all of his supporters Crazy. To them, someone speaking out of turn, or failing to toe the party line, is someone who is experiencing a mental episode. How dare we think for ourselves? H.R. 127 also criminalizes the possession of large capacity magazines, which it defines as any magazine that has a capacity of more than 10 rounds. And the bill also outright bans the possession of 50 caliber or larger ammunition. So you can say bye-bye to any long-range rifles. If this bill becomes law, it will virtually strip every American from their right to bear arms. This law will make the Second Amendment null and void and turn almost every gun-owning and gun-carrying American into a criminal in the eyes of the U.S. government. So, at a time in our country when the U.S. government is, is permanently erecting walls and fences around the nation's capital, and at a time when troops are being permanently stationed in D.C., now the U.S. government is outright attempting to restrict or take away firearms from the general population. What could the U.S. government be afraid of? And why do they have need to fear everyday citizens if everything the government has been doing, or is about to do, is good and right and for the benefit of the people? Certainly. The U.S. government is acting in a way that seems reminiscent of other governments throughout history just before they turned on their own people. Congress and the Office of the President have told you and I that they are fearful of the violence that could ensue from Trump supporters. They have pushed the timeline back for when there will no longer be a need for National Guard troops to be in D.C. They have told us that the National Guard's presence is temporary. Really? Temporary? Just like how the lockdowns and stay-at-home orders were only supposed to be for two weeks? You mean that kind of temporary? If you give them an inch, they will take 5,000 miles and more. Every day it becomes a little clearer what the intentions of the U.S. government are in relation to us, the people. Remember the latest stimulus package with billions of our dollars going to foreign countries, foreign banks, and foreign corporations? Mm -hmm. Congress has literally and is still selling the United States of America down the river. They are at breakneck speed doing what they can to destroy what is left of capitalism in America. They are trying to gaslight the nation into tearing itself apart, so much so that many states are now considering seceding from the Union. The solution to stopping this insanity is for all of the individual state legislatures to stand up and instead of calling for secession, call for an Article 5 Convention of States. There needs to be a national convention similar to the first constitutional convention to reshape and reframe the US Constitution. The Constitution needs to be designed so that it establishes a self-protectorate, not a government. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached a tipping point in history. If we elect to continue with government, then we inevitably will lose all our liberties, all our freedoms, rights, and privileges. The only other option at this point is to decide to establish and stick with a self-protectorate in order to preserve and protect our lives, liberties, and property from tyrants. We need to stop deluding ourselves with the idea that we can simply vote corruption out of government by holding on and enduring until the next fraudulent election cycle. The corruption in our government is systemic. It's everywhere. It's down into the bone. Both parties are equally corrupt. Both parties. And they are both responsible for the current predicament the United States finds itself in today. This is why I don't personally align myself with any political party. And neither should you. The cure to the illness of systemic corruption in government is to replace the government with a self-protectorate. You and I and everybody that's watching and listening or reading this needs to take action right now and contact your state legislature. Contact your state representatives, not US representatives, your state representatives. Contact your state representatives right now and let them know that you will support them in calling for an Article 5 Convention of States under the U.S. Constitution. Tell them that you want them to stop the corruption in Washington and that this is the only way that it can be done. And it must be done. You can't depend on the U.S. Congress and you cannot depend on talking heads and leaders of political parties to do this. You, yes you, who are listening, need to take action right now. I'm begging you to do this because in our government there is no way for the people to quickly and lawfully remove corrupt politicians from office. There's also virtually no way for the public to quickly and lawfully remove corrupt bureaucrats from office either. The best that the people can do is to petition our corrupt middlemen known as representatives who, by the way, more often than not don't actually represent the real people of the United States. They represent corporations. They represent banks, they represent legal fictions. But if we put enough pressure on them, they will be forced to do the right thing. Seriously though, if you are at least 18 years of age, and you are a citizen of the United States, and you have no felony criminal convictions involving crimes of moral turpitude, then you should be allowed to directly vote to recall and remove political despots from office such as Biden, Harris, and Pelosi. But you can't do that in government. No, no, you're not allowed. They are protected by Congress. This is not the reality in the self-protectorate. Self-protectorate not only has an easy and direct recall system as a necessary part of state civil intercourse, but the system is balanced so that the state office holders are directly and easily held accountable by the people. The system of recall in a self-protectorate is designed to remove state servants by a majority vote of the people. Once there is a majority vote in favor of removal from office, any office holder is removed post-haste. Again, only by instituting a self-protectorate can we defeat all the overwhelming corruption coming out of Washington, D.C. Well, that's about all the time I have for now. I appreciate you taking your time to watch or listen to this important message. You can find me on various social media platforms while you can, such as Gab, Minds, and Brighteon. Uh, Please join me on these platforms. Don't follow me. I don't want followers. Join me. All of us can be the verb by standing up and speaking out about the message of self protectorate. Please join me in spreading the word about self protectorate. Tell your friends, tell your family about this broadcast that it's gonna be released every Monday. Spread the word about self protectorate. Tell them about the broadcast. Please check out BeTheBird.com for more information and to learn more about self Protectorate. Buy the book, self protectorate Blueprint for a Better World. For now, you can find it at Amazon, but hopefully in the next few weeks it will be available elsewhere. I'll let you know. Please also check out ConventionOfStates.com and sign up to let your state reps know that you will support them in pushing for an Article 5 Convention of States that can help us transition our government into a self-protectorate that will truly protect the lives, liberties, and property of all Americans. Let's put an end to systemic corruption from the halls of government. Only together can we make a difference that will lead mankind to a better destiny filled with freedom and peace. Until next time, keep promoting righteous change.